0: Father, we thank you, Lord. God, I just, as we stood in that moment, Lord, I, I heard your spirit say that you're doing some heart surgery on some people this morning. Lord, you're trans, you're doing a heart transplant on some people. Lord, you're taking out that stony, stubborn heart. And God, you're replacing it with a heart of a tender, responsive heart to the things of you. To the tender, you're making, giving us a soft, you're softening our hearts, Lord. And God, we don't rush this moment. We don't rush this moment, Holy Spirit, but whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do, come on, if you pray in the Spirit, lift up your heavenly language this morning. Come on, if you pray in the Spirit, lift up your heavenly language this morning. Sorra na 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 ma Sorra na 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 ma Si ege na 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 ma Sorre re re na ma 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 mo Sorre re re na ma Sorra da da Holy Spirit Holy Spirit we reverence you in this place We reverence you, Holy Ghost. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 As they were singing, as Elizabeth was singing that song, I was, it's just so amazing to me how the Lord confirms stuff because this morning as I was getting ready for church, that scripture came to my remembrance in Psalms 27. It said, I would have fainted if I would have not have known That I will live and dwell in the house of the Lord and see the goodness of the Lord. And so it's in Psalms 27, 13. Yet I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness while I'm here in the land of the living. Amen. I would have fainted. I would have lost heart if I had not known that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, if you haven't noticed, the common theme this morning is he's, he's that beginning and the end, and He's in the middle, and He's all in between, and He's here with us in this moment. Amen? Amen. And I just pray that the Holy Spirit just continue to do what He's done, because I feel the presence of the Lord in this place, don't you? Amen. So I want to preach this morning uh, with the Lord's help on count it all. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, count it all count it all. So I'm going going to uh, read in James chapter 1, but I do always want to say that I'm always so honored uh, to be entrusted in this pulpit and to stand before you. So I'm honored to do that today. But um, if you would turn in your Bibles or look at the screen to James chapter 1, and we're going to read verses 2 through 4. James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. If you're there, say, I got it. If not, say, hold up. All right. right. Good deal. I heard I got it. So James chapter one, verse two through four it says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces. Patience, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing, or I like to say lacking no thing. So another translation of that in the uh, New Living would say, consider it an opportunity for great joy when you go through trials. Amen. Consider an opportunity. So let's pray. Father, I thank you again that you have made it evident that you are in our midst this morning. You have made it evident. And God, I don't want to rush past that. So Lord, if you want to interrupt and do anything, you have liberty to do so. And Father, I just pray, Lord, that your anointing. God, I thank you, Lord, that your anointing in your spirit has the power to bring healing. Your anointing in your spirit has the power to break bondage and break yokes. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you would do that today. Lord, I pray, God, I stand as a mouthpiece hidden in you this morning. Morning, and I pray that every word that comes forth would be straight from the lips of, of, of you, Lord. God, I pray that your word would fall on good ground and take deep root this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So count it all. I Again, as I said a second ago, I love when the Holy Spirit will confirm things and, and what he's speaking. And Friday night, uh, Kingdom Women, um, we had we, the women, some of the women at the church, we met together and we just had an awesome time in the Lord and really a lot of what kind of went on Friday night was, went along with what I had already prepared to preach this morning. Uh, so I just thank the Lord for that. But, so when we say, we count, that we, the, the Bible says, to count it all joy. We can count it all joy, okay? And I and I want in the midst of our trials, and that is such a, a scripture that I've heard um, preached and, and read, but I never really understood it. But I, I just want to just really, we're gonna take that verse by or line by line and just dig in that this morning. But several weeks ago, I I was um, I had an experience um, that. You know, how many knows that the enemy, his job and his goal is to steal, to kill, and destroy everything that the Lord is trying to do? Amen? So I had um, this experience, this encounter, um, where I had two options that I could either allow what happened to, I could allow the enemy to have a field day with my mind because we know that the biggest battlefield is in our mind and in our christian faith like there's books about it battlefield of the mind for men and for women and for the teenagers and there's sermons about it and so the biggest battle that we face is in our mind and so after i had this experience i had a decision to make i could either allow the enemy to have a field day on my mind or i could do in corinthians what the lord tells me to do and i could take that thought and make it submit to the obedience of christ amen Okay, so I was reflecting on later that day, I was just reflecting on um, this conversation that I had, and I heard the Holy Spirit quicken me, and he said, Emily, count it all joy. Count it all joy. And I thought, what? You know, okay. Like, I knew that was from the Lord because it came out of, like, left field, but I didn't really understand it. So I just want us to talk about this morning. So when you hear the phrase, count it all joy, the first thing we should know is that when that's said, we, we, we think a lot of times that joy and happiness are the same thing. Joy and happy, the joy of the Lord and happiness are not the same, not necessarily the same thing. So when I say count it all joy, I'm not, it's not an emotional reaction, but it's a deliberate appraisal of the situation from God's perspective. So I can look at happiness versus joy. Happiness is an emotion based on how I feel. And so many times I feel like, in our culture, and especially my generation, we're guilty for this. We live off of how we feel. I didn't feel like going to work today, so I didn't. I didn't feel like doing that ministry, so I didn't. I didn't feel like we live off this feeling, okay? And, and if we think we've had a good day, then, oh, we're happy and all is well in the world. But that's not what we're talking about, not what the scripture's talking about. But it, there's a difference. And in joy, joy is the attitude of my heart. Joy is an attitude. And in Galatians 5, the Lord not only tells me to have joy, but he so much wants us to have joy that he made it a fruit of the spirit and the Bible. So in, in Galatians 5, it tells us the fruit of the spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And so he made it, he made it a fruit of the spirit. So it has to be the attitude of my heart. So not just how I'm feeling, but it's the well that I draw from is joy. Amen. It's the posture of my heart. So, obviously, the simple question in this would be, how can I count it all joy when it says, count it all joy when you fall into trials? That's hard. That's hard. And I think that we could all attest to the last couple years have been hard in some form or fashion for everybody. I know 2020 was very hard for my family. Personally, I said it came in this pretty box and had a nice ring to it, and it was like a decoy, okay? Like, there was lots of surprises in 2020. But the faithfulness of the Lord has and God's been so good through all of that. But So we might can ask ourselves the question like, okay, yeah, I get it. That sounds super spiritual. Have joy in the midst of your trials, but how do I do that? How do I do that? So this is the thing. You don't necessarily rejoice in the trials, but we rejoice in their possible result. We rejoice in that, that which the enemy means for evil, that God turns it for good. So I'm not rejoicing. Yeah, we're human, okay? And I'm not trying to sound like all super spiritual this morning that we can't struggle and we can't have hard times. But the, the thing is, yes, we're going to struggle. We're going to have trials. But it's that good that can come from those trials. That's what we rejoice in. That's what we find joy in. Amen? So trials serve as a discipline to strip away what is false. To take off my own righteousness, my own thoughts of how I think things should be, and put on His righteousness. Amen? Amen. Okay, so I'm going to skip on down the next line in that scripture. So we said, my brothers, count it all joy when we fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. The testing of your faith produces patience. I don't know about you. In school, I had like bad anxiety when it came to test. Like I would psych myself out so Bad because I just heard the word test and I was like, Your homegirl's out, okay? Like, I, I just it, it stressed me. So, the testing of your faith, so yeah, that test word can scare us and trials that that word bring fear, but it shouldn't because the Lord promises it, faith. It will produce faith and it produces patience because sometimes we just have to stand still and know that he is God because I don't understand the things I'm going through. I don't understand why these bad things have happened to these good people, but I stand still and I know that he is God. So faith is to produce in me right living, right motives, right thinking, and right relationships. Patience is not a passive resignation, but a positive steadfastness. Patience is not me just being like, well, it's just not going to happen, so I'm just going to quit. No, patience, and and patience, it's hard, especially with the Lord's timing because his timing is not our timing. And sometimes when we have to just step back and say, okay, Lord, you you have to handle this because I can't do anything. I can't handle this situation, but you can. And so I believe that our patience is produced. So we can patiently endure knowing that the result is will be maturity and a faith that lacks nothing. Amen? So in 1 Peter 1 and 6 through verse 7, he, the Bible tells us to be truly glad there is wonderful joy ahead. So we may face, we, and again, this is practical, we face trials and things that we go through in this life, but we're promised there is wonderful joy ahead, more joy than what we could ever, we could ever comprehend. So going back to that scripture, in my trials, I'm going to have to count every bit of it joy. How can I do that? How can I do that? The first thing that I felt like the, the Lord gave me with that is Psalms 34 and 8, that I can taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. I can taste and I can see. So when I'm going through these trials, when I'm going through these hard times, when I'm facing things that I just don't understand, I can taste and see that's what I draw from. That, you know what, Lord, I don't understand this, but I've tasted and I've seen that you're good. I've tasted and I've seen, and that's what I'm going to depend on. So the Bible, this is what the Bible says. The Bible says that God does what? He reigns on the just and the unjust. And that's some stuff, you know what, we just don't understand. And we may not understand this side of eternity. But, it, but here's the thing, when we go through those things, I believe again that in Galatians 5.22, when, when he's given it to us as, the, as joy, as a fruit of the spirit, that that's what we draw from when, when we don't understand when we don't understand those things. And I love in Nehemiah 8:10. It says that we can know that the the Lord the joy of the Lord is my strength and my hope. Amen. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Sometimes it's all you can do to get up out of the bed because what can you say? The joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. So when we look in the Bible, <clears throat> there's so many there's several references to finding joy in trials and people in the bible who had to find joy in the trials that they went that they went through and the first one that comes to me I, obviously was job and in job 121 in well, job chapter 1 it talks about you know how the lord loved job and job loved the lord and he had this deep relationship with the lord and job was blessed and had favor and the lord had favor on job and the enemy came and he was like you know, he told the Lord, he's like, I totally can get Job to turn from you. Like piece of cake, no big deal. And the Lord knew who's who that whose help Job depended on. And so the Lord said, Okay, go ahead. And so Job literally, I mean, went through like the worst. Like we have bad days, but he had like the worst possible case scenario Job endured within like a moment. Okay. So the servant came to Job and was like, your kids died, your your stock was taken. Like everything you have is gone. And still in, in Job 121, Job could say after all that, the Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So Job leaned on the rock of salvation. And you know, we hear the phrase that you'll know people by their fruit. I think Job, here's the thing, you cannot... Again, not, I'm, I'm human, okay? Like, I have a rough day, and I'm like, it's the first thing that I say, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away, blessed be his name. Is that the first thing that I say? But that was the first thing that Job said, and he literally lost everything, and that's the first thing that he said. So I think that we knew, you could know Job by his fruit, that he was bearing joy. It was not just a temporary emotional, depending on the kind of day he had happiness, but he drew from, in his trials, in his testing, he drew from that joy, Amen? So, and I think that our prayer has to be in those moments, Lord, give me faith to believe what I can't see and let patience be produced in, those, in that process. So in Philippians 4, Paul is another character, character, I don't, person in the Bible. Paul is another individual in the Bible that went through persecution, who went through some trials, who went through some stuff that I believe that he had to know, he had to know how to count it all joy when he fell into this, the testing, when his faith was tested. And my favorite, I love this scripture, and, um, when, when the Lord gave this to me and I read it, I don't know, it just like, I read it a new way, I had a little bit of new revelation of it, but in, um, Philippians 4, 4, Paul says, always be full of of joy in the Lord so or another translation would say rejoice in the Lord always and then I love this part he said again I say for the people in the back that didn't hear me rejoice in the Lord amen amen we need that so rejoice in the Lord and he did not just say it once rejoice in the Lord again I say rejoice in the Lord and he was shipwrecked he went through persecution he went he was in he was in prison but he could still say rejoice there is always something he's been too faithful he's been too good you can rejoice in the lord at all times amen amen so here's here's the other one which i should have probably mentioned first is jesus hello (laughs) the most persecuted the most who went through some junk and he did it for me and he did it for you and he would do it over and over and over again and in hebrews 12 2 it says the champion who initiates and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him he endured the cross disregarding its shame Amen. so he did it he did it and he knew what was coming he did it and he knew that we were human he knew we would mess up and he did it anyways and he counted it as a joy because he was doing it for the Lord and he was doing it with a, his mind fixed on eternal things so When I think of all this, again, I don't want to come across as anything you go through, you have to be happy about it. That's not what I'm saying, okay? That's not what I'm saying because God knows we're human. And I was reminded of... When I was a child and I was in kids' choir at church, that was before, you know, I was a pastor's kid and I was a child, so no one had the heart to tell me I stunk and couldn't sing, so I'd say, And anyways, um, so I won't sing the song for you, but I remember as a child learning this song, he's still working on me. He's still working on me to make me who I ought to be. It took him just a week to make the moon and the stars, the sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars, so how lovely and patient he must be because he's still working on me. Amen? Amen. And so I thought of that, that he's not requiring me to be perfect and to get it all right. But he's saying, Emily, all of you, when you go through trials, I'm there. My joy, my grace is sufficient in all things. Amen? So in every season, we can say he is still good. And he is still God. God is good at being God. He is. I may He may not be doing everything on the time frame I think he should, but God is good at being God. So I believe that those in the Bible who went through trials like Job had, he had to have a deep joy, a joy unexplainable, a joy full of grace and glory. He had to have that joy deep within. and blessing it, because only blessings came from his mouth. And when we go to that, that scripture that I read, when it, when it says that, you know, that our faith and patience can be produced, I got to thinking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And in scripture, it says that, you know, they said, we're not, we are only going to bow to you, Lord. And they said, you know, we know, Lord, that the Lord is capable. We have faith to believe that God's going to deliver us from this. We believe that he can, but they said, even if he doesn't, he's still good. He's still good, even if he doesn't. And I think that 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 scripture, counting it all joy, again, that's not based on my emotions, but that's when I'm going through some tough stuff. And I'm sorry you have had to go through some tough stuff but knowing, being able to draw from that true joy of the Lord is being able to say, Lord, I have full faith to believe that you will do what you say you're going to do, but even if you don't, you are still good. That does not change who you are, that does not change how I feel about you, and that does not change our relationship, because he is good at all times in every season. And his desire, like I said earlier, is that we lack nothing, or we lack no thing. That's what the end of that scripture says, is that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing, lacking nothing and the thing is, is, God doesn't owe us anything, if he never did another thing he's done enough, right If he ne- but here's, here's how good God is It's that he says, yeah, I'm sorry you're going to go through some stuff. My joy, you can count it all joy, though, because from it your faith and you're going to earn patience through it. But you're also going to be perfect and complete and you're not going to lack anything. So even though that you're going to walk through some stuff and you're going to feel like some stuff's been taken and stripped from you, you're going to come out better than what you went in. Amen? So he promises that, that we will lack nothing. So God's desire and hope is that we... um, have everything we need. In fact, the Holy Spirit has given us all that we need. So like I said, when the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, God will give us more than exceedingly, abundantly above all. Amen? Amen. So I'm, I'm reminded of the story too of David. And this is kind of shifting gears a little bit. But David in the Bible and David was another one, went through some stuff. And David had to, when, when David went, let's see, in, uh, let me find it, in 1 Samuel, 17, or 1 Samuel 16, I'm sorry, we read that David was anointed by God, and it said that the anointing came on David and stayed with David, and we know that David was a lover of God, he was a man after God's own heart. In the 1 Samuel 17, we read the story of how when David goes to fight Goliath, and I, for whatever reason, the Lord kind of brought my attention to 1 Samuel 17 and 40, and when it just says that David went out and he picked up five stones, and you know, there's some things that happen in the Bible that when I get to heaven one one day, I want to talk and be like, talk to him and say, you know, what were you thinking when this happened? And I would love to talk to David and say, what were you thinking when you picked up those five stones? Like, were you doubting? Were you scared? Were you? What did you think? But something, so I I, I drew my attention to that, that David picked up five stones, and he put them in his bag, and so he had the opportunity to wear all this um, armor, but he chose not to do that, to take the five stones, because he knew that the Lord was bigger in him than that giant he was going to face. And so he went out, the Bible says he went out and he took those stones and the first stone, it doesn't say the third stone, the fifth stone, but the first stone he took and he threw, it knocked the giant down and he had the victory over that. So I kind of felt like it was almost a thing that we can, that I, I, I heard count it joy, but I also say, you know, David had these five stones And we all have some stones that we've gathered in our life that we look at, and God wants to use those as weapons that we can use. He's given us love. He's given us the joy that I've been talking about, that we can use as our stones to take and launch at that giant that we're facing, and that giant can come crashing down. Amen? And something that back in September, I felt like that the Lord had given me some, given me a, kind of a prophetic word, and I didn't know if it was just for me, or I I didn't feel like it was, and I hadn't ever felt released to share it, but as the Lord was giving me this message, I felt like that now was the time to do so, and it was just one phrase that I felt like that the Lord spoke to me, and this was in September, and I felt like the Lord said that those things that you have fought for in prayer will soon become the stepping stones and ground you walk on in your victory. Amen? So the Bible tells us in Psalms 37 that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his ways. Though he may stumble, though he may go through those trials, he will not fall for the Lord upholds him with his hand. So those things that you have been pleading for, those things, those trials you've been walking through with your children and your health, with your finances, all those things, those things that you've been praying and interceding for are soon going to become your walking ground. Amen? Amen. So those things that the enemy would, here's the thing that I, I thought, you know, I, when I was studying all this, said, count it all joy. I thought, you know what? I'm going to start taking a tally of everything and every time the enemy tries to take me out because I'm going to think I'm I'm going to switch my perspective and think, yeah, those are trials that I'm going through, but that's how many blessings the Lord is going to he's going to bless me for those trials that I've gone through. Amen. So I'm going to say start taking tally of those things. So those trials that you thought would take you out, God can use to propel you into your destiny. Amen. Amen. If you'll stand, and Dylan, you can come on to the music, and we're going to start wrapping it up. Everybody can stand if you'd like to. So in um, Romans chapter 5, verse 3 through 5.